this translation of stronghold I ran across stated that a stronghold is, have you ever, you guys know what a resort, a resort is, right? Mm -hmm. A place where you parlay, you hang out, yeah. you chill, go on vacation at. Mm -hmm. It referred to a stronghold as a resort, a place where the enemy can parlay, hang mm. out and have opportunity to have freedom mm. and dwell in your emotions, mm. in your decision-making, in your thought process, mm. in yeah. your soul realm, right? So he says that your weapons are mighty in God, in the spirit for this cause, for this reason, mm. this reason to pull down those strongholds. Mm. Welcome to the Virtual Bridge Podcast with Miguel and Michelle. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You are now connected to a bridge that always delivers a meaningful message, a bridge that adds value to people, and a bridge that is connected to the true vine and that leads and always points to Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to be able to serve you wherever you may be, and it's wonderful that we get to connect by means of this podcast ministry to remind you that the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news because God loves you. He is for you. Keep God first place. Amen. And today we have the honor of introducing our guest, Maurice Woods. Um, we met at a Christian conference earlier this year. And how it happened, we know that it was a divine appointment from the Lord. And we saw your servant heart. And you decrease so that he can increase. And that's what we saw in that moment. And it was beautiful to be able to witness and experience that. Salo, can you put up the picture, please? Um, we want the viewers to see what we saw. And it was a beautiful thing to see how you ministered to them, how you um, gave them the word of God, you shared the word of God, you gave them encouragement. I remember you purchased their coffee and their snacks that day, and um, it didn't stop there. It was beautiful to see that you also prayed over them. And that was that picture there. And we saw that and we captured it and we we're like, Wow, how beautiful to see your servant heart. And we're so excited for the opportunity to host you because we know that you're going to add so much value to the listeners. So welcome, Maurice, to Virtual Bridge. Thank you so much. I'm honored. I'm honored. Uh, that was a wonderful moment and yes. truly indeed a, a God moment. So Amen. I was grateful to be a part of that. And um, just the picture, you never know who's watching, right? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> oh, yes. Never know who's listening. Amen. So I yes. didn't even... I guess I didn't even realize you guys were witnessing that moment until yeah. after the moment had happened. I was like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of people there. And it wasn't, yeah. you know, it's never necessarily about that. But just yeah. that opportunity to share with those those youth at that time was, yes. was wonderful. So Amen. praise God for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's like what Michelle said. It's true, bro. Like we knew that it was a divine appointment yes. because, you know, that Christian conference, there was a lot of people and there was mm -hmm. only one coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> that line, that line was always long, yeah. bro. I'm Crazy telling you, long. we we went there two times. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, Michelle stayed in her seat. I was like, hey, I'm gonna go get a, grab a coffee for mm -hmm. us. I go in the line, and then here I hear the oh yeah, the new speakers got to get you know he's yeah. on stage. Oh, yeah, there I go running back to my seat. Yeah. But the third time, bro, the third time we went together, and there you were right in front of us. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And 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 we were we we started seeing how you started ministering to these kids, mm. and me and Michelle were looking at each other and we we're like, look at look at what the Lord is doing right now, yeah. like we Lord like open our spiritual eyes, let us not miss these beautiful mm -hmm. moments, bro, mm. to see wow. a disciple of the Lord, mm. Maurice Woods, wow. right before us, bro. Come on, you, you get know? you encourage yeah. me. You, come on, <laughs> yeah. it's like oxygen. I'm I'm being refreshed. Yes, come bro. on, Amen. yes, bro. We, I I want you Thank to see you, that we we don't Thank miss you, those yeah. moments, bro. And, and that's a manifestation of that picture. That's where we captured that moment because mm -hmm. in, in that line, we, we got to see how you encouraged mm -hmm. them with the word of God. Mm -hmm. And we, like Michelle said, we saw your giving heart. Yes. You're giving. You're just a giver, bro. You gave them the word of God. Yeah. You gave them encouragement. You bought their coffee, bro, their mm -hmm. snacks. And like Michelle said, it didn't stop there. Mm -hmm. You gave them prayer. Yeah. which was like the the the, the cherry on top or mm -hmm. like here you guys go that was the love the love of a father bro yeah that's yeah. that's what you have inside maurice and that's what we saw bro and that's why michelle yeah. was like i gotta capture this yeah. moment yeah i was like, like yeah. i know and he's gonna be here with us and wow. when he is yes. we'll get to show it to him because yeah. yes, you bro. were such a light and i know that it was a blessing for them to be mm -hmm. able to hear you and receive mm -hmm. what you shared to them yeah. yeah that's uplifting the next generation yes. because yeah. they, it was a young 
brother and sister, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you were able to minister to them. And we got to see firsthand yeah. that you are a powerful man of God. Yes. And like Michelle said, that that is why we are so excited that you said yes to this podcast yes. ministry, Absolutely. because we know that you are going to add so much value to all the listeners. And it's not only going to impact this generation. Mm -hmm. It's going to impact generations Amen. to come and yeah. even the kids yet to be born, bro. Amen. So we Amen. praise God for this moment. Yes. It's an, it's an yes. honor to be able to serve the Lord alongside of yes. you right now Amen. in this moment. Amen. So we want to go ahead and, and, and enter prayer and then we'll get into sharing a okay. little bit of your story. Let's do it. So dear Heavenly Father, we come to your throne right now, yes. Father God, with a heart full of thanksgiving, Father God. Thank you for this day, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to come together, Father God. And, and do your will, Father God, here on earth as it is in heaven, Father God. Your word says, Lord, to, to throw ourselves into our tasks, Father God, so that everyone may see our progress, Father yes. God. Hallelujah, Father God. Thank you for your word, Father God. Father God, we even, although we are not the most qualified, Father God, we choose to, to throw ourselves into our divinely purpose, Father God, our heavenly purpose, Father God, which is to share your love, to share your word, Father God. So right now I ask you, Lord, that you allow your Holy Spirit to move in this place, Father God, and that you reveal wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to all the listeners, Father God. Father God, we honor you with this time right now, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. Go ahead, Maurice, and let the listeners know who Maurice Woods is. <laughs> wow, wow. Wonderful, wonderful opportunity. I'm overjoyed. Um, Maurice Woods. Maurice Woods is a disciple of Christ. Amen. Who makes disciples of Christ. Amen. Yes that are expected to make disciples of Christ. Yes. Amen. I'm a father. I'm a husband um, of six years, a uh, father of four and one on the way. Mm. I have three girls and one boy, uh, ranging from 14 to 13, uh, four and three. My son is the youngest one. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, I am, I'm honored. I'm honored. That's, that's why I'm, I'm an honored to be here living a life of health and purity and striving towards the excellence that Christ has gave everything for me to be able to strive for. I'm, and I'm honored. My life is every bit of it. Trial, mm -hmm. error, mountaintop, yeah. valley low is, um, it's an honor for me. And um, I'm grateful because, you know, it might sound cliche, but most definitely from the darkness that I've been removed from, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the average individual, the individuals that I grew up with, they're not around anymore. They're not mm -hmm. here anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was headed in that direction. I was mm -hmm. destined for destruction according to my decisions then. Wow. Um, but God, but God, but God. God. come on, bro. Praise yeah. God for that. That is a powerful message, bro. And can you share a little bit of what God brought you out, bro? Because I know we, we've been diving into your, your social media and, and because we want to learn a little bit more of you. And what we do notice is that you, you disciple and you share the word of God in prisons. So what I want to say is that, that there is a lot of men and women that are, that are called to be great leaders in this world, but they use those gifts in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. That's why they find themselves in the wrong places. Can you share a little bit about that, brother? Yeah, yeah. Um... So from the place of my past, I like to call it the BC, before Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Before I received right? <laughs> yeah, BRC, yeah. but I don't yeah. want to get it confused yeah. with that that um, baker's bean rice and cheese. Oh, I, I don't want to get it. Right, so I just say <laughs> yeah. BC, right? BC, yeah. Yeah. But the BRC, right? Before I received Christ, um, mm. yeah. I really suffered from an identity crisis, mm. which um, had me in a place of continuous addiction, drugs and alcohol, crime. Um, gang membership and just really promoting that lifestyle, that mm -hmm. uh, glorified street activity, the lust of money and 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 pride and greed and just everything that comes along with that identity crisis. I desired to create and establish an identity that lined up with this world and the gang activity and the streets and the drugs. That 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 lifestyle was glorified and and it was mm -hmm. lifted up in my life. Um, Truth be told, all because of I was really trying to cover up the truth. And the truth mm -hmm. was, is I was soft as charm and didn't want any mm -hmm. problems, but yeah. I made sure nobody knew that. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. acted. I became an actor, a hypocrite, became 
the best at it that I could be. Mm -hmm. And I went super hard on proving that point that I was something that I really wasn't. Mm, And so, of course, that led from juvenile hall to county jails, prison, prison, stabbed, shot, um, and and just a life of destruction that I was really uh, submitted to. And there came a time in about 2009, um, it was my last term, my fifth term, but the last one. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment that I realized for the first time in my life, and it and it's amazing because although I never realized this, I'm sure everybody around me did. Um, it was the first revelation that I received from God, which was my way wasn't working. I just had this thought mm. that said, "Your way's not working," and I thought about that thought in a blink of an eye. I there was a flash in, in, in my and I had a vision, and I didn't understand this at that time, and it took years to develop. But that's how God speaks to me. Mm. Um, I daydream. I don't dream at night. I sleep. I don't remember anything. I wake up. It's like, you know, I, my yeah. wife's like, "You were talking, or you did this." I like, I have no idea what was <laughs> yeah. going on. Um, but I've learned that God gives me daydreams, and 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 mm. I get visions. I get pictures. What I mean for our listeners is when God speaks to me, I'll get a picture and then I'll have understanding mm. that is attached to that picture. And so in that moment, although I didn't I didn't have a relationship with God and I was far from him, he was never far from me. Come on, and, yeah. and he spoke to me in that moment. I could say looking back now that God spoke to me and I had clarity on it and I mm. heard the voice. And, and when people say they they heard God, right? Every yeah. time. And it seems cliche sometimes. And in matter of fact, it's very challenging for the um, underdeveloped, for the babe in Christ, or even the long-term believer who believes in the word of God, but just doesn't hear God in mm-hmm. a way that they understand yet. Mm-hmm. Um, when we say that, we mean that we got an idea and we believe it came from God. Amen. We had a thought and we believe it came from God. That's yeah. hearing from God. And, and there are other cases where the audible voice of God or the prompting and the leading of the spirit. But in this moment, I had a a thought in my head that said, your way's not working. And I thought about that thought. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my life in just a flash. It was juvenile hall, county jail, prison, prison, stab, shot. And I realized my way hadn't been working mm-hmm. for a long time. And in that very moment, why I uttered those words that I'm going to tell you next, I don't know. But I can only explain that the Holy Spirit led me mm-hmm. to that. And I said, okay, God, show yourself. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in a cell. And, and I said, show yourself. And I don't know why I would say that. I didn't, it wasn't, even though it was the darkest moment, it was the most brokenest place in prison and incarceration. Unfortunately, after your fifth term, you get used to the lifestyle. So it's mm-hmm. not really the worst. And I've always had family. I didn't come from, although I was um, exposed to and surrounded with darkness mm-hmm. and hurt and pain and addiction and things of that sort. My, my family loved me. I had family. People yeah. loved me, Amen. you know, was cared for me. And so I chose that lifestyle and to be a part of that right apart passage, that, that camaraderie. And so, um, during that moment that God spoke to me and I said, okay, show yourself. One of the things that I began to do was I had a Bible in my cell. We were on lockdown. I was in mm-hmm. Chino, uh, California institution for men, CIM here in Chino, California. And I was in that cell. We were on lockdown. We had a big race riot just a couple months before that. So everybody was on lockdown, cell living, before that, I was I had just did two years in prison and I got out and I was out for about four months. And during that four months that I was out, um, kind of backstepping where, you know, we make decisions to say we're going to change for other people. I realized quickly that you can't change. It was a good idea to say I'm going to change for my daughter that I was I missed the birth, the pregnancy, everything. My daughter was uh how old was she when I got home at that time? I think about four or six months old. Mm-hmm. And I think she was six months old. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm for my daughter or for her mom. But what happened was it was only four months in and I was back to doing mm-hmm. things the same way. So mm-hmm. doing things, it's a good idea. I'm going to do right for my kids. I'm going to do right for my girl. But yeah. realistically, you need to do it right for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that as you do it for yourself, um, you will most definitely benefit everybody around you. Amen. Uh, so for myself, I was... Um, the long story short on this process was I ended up one night getting shot up and I ended up going back to prison on a um, parole violation who go figure the first time in my life I was a victim, right? Like I got shot and I went to jail for that. It's called negative police contact because I was on Mm. parole. And so I went back on a violation and I also had what's called a violation new beef. So I had a case pending along with that. I'm sitting in prison and everything's all bad, right? But I've lived this life and it's a part of it. So I knew and I accepted that 
gang lifestyle is going to lead to either life in prison or death. Mm -hmm. And the sad part was, is I was accepting of that. So mm -hmm. when it came along, it wasn't like, oh, boo-hoo. It was like, okay, it's time to get the letters going, get the packages going, get the, the visiting ready. Like wow. I'm about to live, I'm living this life. I know how to mm -hmm. live in this place and live the best. So even though it's the worst place, the lowest place, even one place is horrible, you begin to make the best out of it. And, mm -hmm. and God has created us so wonderfully made. Like even in my sin, I was able to adapt and thrive even in this place of destruction. Yeah. And, and, and that's what kind of keeps us holding on sometimes to that sin is because yeah. we're so created, wonderfully made, um, even though while being separated from God and not living to our fullest capacity and actually mm -hmm. being alive, like we can still thrive. We can mm -hmm. still move forward through the toughest and the most horrible times and yeah. make the darkest moments even a moment of joy in good times mm -hmm. um, in, in, a, in a demonic way. Yeah. Um, for sure. But during that time, I literally said, okay, show yourself to me. Mm. When God showed me, said, your way's not working. And I began to read this Bible. I don't know how I got in my cell. Um, I have no idea. I was on lockdown in my cell by myself. And I began to read and, and pray. And I never said once, God, like, um, change me or I'm done with this life. I, I, I never had that moment. That just wasn't a part of my testimony. Mm -hmm. And so, excuse me, in that moment, there were two things that happened, and, and I have to share this portion because this is just a part of my salvation and repentance moment. Like, this was my altar call. Come on, yeah. This was, and yes. I wasn't in a church, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I didn't have nobody lead me to this. I wasn't That's raised good. in a church. I don't come from a background of a believing family, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting in this, and so I don't have any... Um, kind of stereotypes or stigmas. Yeah. Mm. Thank God that I didn't have to deal with the different denominational views. And, and mm -hmm. I didn't have that, yeah. those issues, um, nor did I have a problem with Jesus and him being God. Um, mm -hmm. You yeah. know, that was an issue. I just believed in God. I believed that Jesus was God. I didn't understand it. I understood later on how he is and, and how he was God on earth. Right. Yeah. But at that time, I just didn't have a qualm with that. And mm -hmm. that was a part of God's print on me mm -hmm. that I didn't have yeah. to go on any different venture and have to figure out harder I'm a hardaway, which a lot of us have to go through. Yeah. And so in that moment, he revealed two things to me. Not only was the first revelation was my way wasn't working, mm -hmm. this, but that led to me being open for him to speak the next thing to me. And I thought two things about myself. One, I thought that I was a family man. And mm -hmm. two, I thought that I wrote out my own beef, AKA responsible for my own issues. Mm -hmm. So like, if you know, like you come in here and I got gun on me and police come, like I throw it, they find it. We're all going to jail. No, that's my gun. Like that was the type of person that I was gotcha. like, no, this is my responsibility. Nobody's going to mm -hmm. go to jail for me. Um, you know, taking care of my family. I had this idea of like, this is who I am. I didn't mm -hmm. know who I was, but this is who I am. I'm a family man. And I ride my own beef out, but God exposed that. And he gave me a picture and he showed me a vision of my mother hurting. And in that picture, like another picture of my mind, I understood that my mom was hurting because she was worried and troubled about me in the streets and me mm -hmm. in prison. And she was doing the time. So you're not a family man. And she, he's, mm -hmm. he's, you're, you're not riding out your own beef. Your mom is actually taking responsibility and being affected by your decisions. Wow. So he showed Come me, on, you're bro. not riding your own beef yeah. out. He exposed yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, he gave me a vision of my little cousin. He was falling right in my footsteps. Mm -hmm. He was on the other side of town, which is the opposite of where our neighborhood was from and where all the quote unquote enemies were at. And he was, he was banging and proclaiming the neighborhood, but using my name. And he showed me, my little mm -hmm. cousin being murdered behind me. And God showed me that you are not a family man. And he exposed me. It it inside it broke me, but it it made me submit because that was the only thing that I knew that yeah. I thought I knew yeah. about myself. And that moment led to a change for the rest of my life. Um, Come I spent on, the rest um, about three and a half more years incarcerated. But at that moment, I became a student, and mm. and I began to study the word. I, I submitted to leadership, and and from that darkness that I was in, that lifestyle that I was in. There was things character-wise that God had to work and develop in mm -hmm. me, and he used that atmosphere to do it in. Yeah. Um, but the great thing was is that I was, just as I was sold out in the world, I actually was sold out in there as well. Mm -hmm. So it was mm -hmm. full throttle in the lion's den, yeah. just serving God fully. I wasn't playing around on cell phones anymore. I wasn't you know, using drugs or, or selling drugs in there, which there, a lot of people don't know this, but the same things that you can do and get involved with on the streets you can live that same lifestyle while incarcerated. Mm. So I was able to break free from that. God set me free um, as I became a student and began to grow on my true value and identity. So that's kind of just like a background of, you know, the 
the 10 years that I had in that identity crisis in and out of prison, mm -hmm. the result, the reason of it being because of that identity crisis. Um, but the moment that God set me free in that yeah. cell and I just spent time reading the word, praying, fasting, on, bro. Yes. And, and, and I literally like there's a scripture that people don't speak too much on or go too deep, but it talks about um, you need not a teacher for the Holy Spirit teaches. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, you got to teach that with wisdom and speak that verse with wisdom. But what God was showing me was he was my teacher. He was mm -hmm. my mentor because I was in a cell by myself at that moment. Wow, that's of course, I submit bro. to leadership. I, yes. I, I believe in it. I believe in being mentored and discipled. There's no other way to live this walk in Christ. Yeah. It's the example Christ gave us, an example that we should we should live to fulfill um, the call of our life here on earth. Um, but during that time, that, that six-month mark that I was in that cell before I ended yeah. up going back to the county to fight my new case, mm -hmm. um, that's what God he used to create a foundation in me and I served him wholeheartedly mm -hmm. there paroled November 4th, 2012. And, um, I'll stop there. Um, but that's kind of what, where I was at and then what led me to, um, my, my freedom. Wow. Now there's a whole lot yeah. more from mm -hmm. 12, but you know, I don't know where, you, where the questions want to go as far as that. Well, wow. I just want to say like, how powerful is that to know that God will meet you mm -hmm. where you are? Mm -hmm. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like if you're out in the world or in prison, even in prison, right? Yeah. yeah. He Come found on. you. Well, yeah. he chose, he's, you're right. chosen. Right. Yes. But just to see that, that he, like even the, the scripture that you shared, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit mm -hmm. taught you that he right. was with you, that. He has always protected you. Mm -hmm. He's had you at the palm of his hands. And yeah. I'm just like, how powerful mm -hmm. to see and to hear your testimony yeah. that God can find you anywhere that you are. Right. So. Wherever you give him permission. And and he didn't wait until, um, and this is, this is as trying to condense it as much as possible, but he didn't wait till, because men, mind you, what I didn't say is when I accepted him and I said, okay, God, show yourself. And I begin to seek him out and, and pray and read the word. Like mm -hmm. I was still drinking alcohol and I was still getting high while I was incarcerated. God broke those desires off mm -hmm. my life. And mm -hmm. those were in, and I know it happens for individuals differently. Yeah. Um, there's things that I still have temptations mm -hmm. to and that I have to fight off and resist on a daily basis. Come on, but bro. there are yes. a few things that God completely delivered me from that I don't Come even on. have a desire. And those four things, one is smoking, one is drinking, one is talking foul. And the other one was gangbanging is mm -hmm. the desire to prove myself as this 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 criminal this tough mm -hmm. guy mm -hmm. that left me and so it helped mm -hmm. me through my incarceration in transformation because yeah. those were the things that I were bound by and he just set me free from them mm -hmm. right and and like I said there's other areas that I have to resist and fight to this day but those areas they're not temptations for me they're not yeah. desires and I don't feed on them and give them room to become yeah. desires wow. I don't have an appetite because I don't feed on them That's so powerful, you know man. Thanks for yeah. sharing that, Maurice. That is so powerful. And I know it's going to add so much value to the listeners because what I hear you say is that the Lord, he, he himself brought you an altar and he started building you up. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way this happened was that you, he, you had an encounter with him. He revealed himself to you and the Holy Spirit brought conviction. And the conviction is what, what triggers us to take action in wanting to step into our godly purpose, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you mentioned that he took away drugs, alcohol, um, and and the one that really stood out was um, gangbanging, because you were leading in the wrong areas. Right. But the Lord, this is man, this is powerful, bro. Part of the notes that I want to share with you, and it's pertaining to what you're sharing for the listeners. Like what you think is trying to pull you down may very be the the very thing that God uses to lift you up, Absolutely. bro. You know, so what does that mean like like using the, the gifts in the wrong places like the lord wants to use those gifts so that now you minister to those that are in prison mm -hmm. come on bro that's yeah. powerful and you know you said before before you even stepped into this you had to have a revelation you know it, it, before we ever execute we must have that revelation after we get revelation comes a conviction mm -hmm. and then the conviction triggers um for us to take action and I want to share a little bit of scripture on 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 5. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 5. And it says, I do not think I am the least inferior to those super apostles. Mm -hmm. 
I may indeed be untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. Mm. We have made this perfectly clear to you in every way. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge? Mm. And I think that's powerful because, like we said, the very first thing that, that you think that's, that the world is pulling you down is what God wants to use to, to elevate you. Mm-hmm. But instead of, instead of receiving, instead of you, this is the way I see it with the scripture, instead of you sitting in the congregation and receiving, you lower yourself by preaching it. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Spirit has given you revelation, conviction. The Holy Spirit has been building you up in a way where now you are being of service. Yes, you are adding value to people, and mm-hmm. and and it's powerful how the how the Bible says that. You know, even even I don't I do not think I'm I'm I'm, I'm like the least inferior to those super apostles. Mm-hmm. I I do not I I can't I can't I'm not like a TD Jakes. I'm not like a, a Joel Alstein or anything like that. But I lower myself. And I still choose to preach the gospel. And I, I, I just wanted to share that because yeah. what Michelle said, that when we saw you showing yourself to be a disciple of Jesus, that's exactly how you showed yourself, brother. Mm-hmm. How you chose to disciple these kids. Mm-hmm. And instead of you receiving, you pour out you the pour love out. of God. Amen. Amen. And yeah. what does that mean? That you lower yourself mm-hmm. so that he may increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, no, it's it's important. I believe it's something that, um, you know, the word of God, it's, it's not natural. The supernatural should become a place of, um, it should be natural as we develop habit. Mm. Uh, but, but the word of God tells us to put on the mind of Christ. Mm. It tells us to put on the helmet of salvation, right? We are to put this on. And so we are to put our mind on things that are above those things that are worthy and, and are noble and of good report and of virtue. And so to live a life that is, in a sense, um, heavenly minded, mm-hmm. we have to place our mind in that place of of, of kingdom, so mm-hmm. that when we're interacting with people, this is what helps us um, not fall into sin. This mm-hmm. is what helps us uh, continue to grow and be accountable, be yeah. selfless. Yeah. Is being mindful that no matter where we're at and what we're doing, there's opportunity that God is looking forward yeah. to loving on someone Amen. just like he loved on me just like he yes, met me in my brokenness on, and, and and he didn't wait what i was getting to earlier was he didn't wait until i was sober wow he yes. didn't wait until i got out of prison mm-hmm. he didn't wait until i went to the homies and said i'm no longer about mm-hmm. this and actually i never even had to do that my lifestyle and my decision making showed everyone and so i have respect for my neighborhood and the mm-hmm. homies right and they they understand that this is what he chose and I never even had to tell anybody mm, anything. I showed yeah. them. And so yes. now I get to be a source of light and yes. hope for them to know yes. that, hey, it's possible. Amen. It's yeah. possible that this, I know him. I know what he's done. I've done things with him. And if his life can be transformed and he's still here, he's the same person. He's yeah. been transformed. The things that the enemy meant for evil and was that was perverted in my life, the places that I was leading in, the, 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 the way that God has always given me a mouthpiece and a leadership um, uh, attribute, yeah. but I was utilizing it for darkness and yes. for personal gain. Mm-hmm. Those things have always been there. Yeah. Those things God is now just brought back. Yes. And this, this leads me to something I want to share because I believe that when, when the word of God says that he created us in his image and his likeness mm-hmm. and image and likeness represents to think like and act like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I believe that, our true identity, it goes back to that place in which he's originally created us. Mm-hmm. And that because of the fall of man, we have turned away and we have fallen away from that identity. We have yeah. been uh, stripped from the understanding and receiving of that. And so really in my potato, potato, glass, half empty, half full you know, perspective about this is that God is not trying to change me. But the result of my life being impacted by him, mm-hmm. it's going to look like change. But really, yeah, all he's doing yeah. is bringing me back oh, to oh, my original, original yes. identity. It's like growing backwards. That's it. But you're yeah. going, you're going bringing back to right your back. identity. Yeah. That's it. He's only, <laughs> all good. he's doing is, look, I'm bringing you back to yeah. what I originally created yes. you for. Yes. It's going to look like change because all you ever knew and what you were born into, yeah. according to what you've seen and yeah. what you chose and what people seen, they didn't know the real you. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. know him, so they don't know who mm-hmm. they are, nor mm-hmm. do they know who you are. Mm-hmm. But as I got to know who Christ is, yeah. then I got to know who I am. 
And that's what brought transformation. My value and my worth was developed. And that allowed me to pursue God's will for my life because I understood that, wait, I am important. I do matter. There's value and worth in my life. It's Mm -hmm. not just, oh, God is good and he loves me and he just died for my sins. Like, what does that matter? Like, I don't, no, I understand. Oh, oh. This, this is the result of how much I'm loved. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's yes. purpose for my life. Yeah. He didn't just die for my sins. Just, die. just, oh, he just loves me. So, no, 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 no. There's actual relationship that is desired to be had with you mm-hmm. right now. And without your penalty being paid, the sins that you commit, the price that needs to be paid for that, which is separation from God, without mm-hmm. that being paid, you will have no relationship. Wow. It's not possible. And he loved you so much mm-hmm. that he paid a mm-hmm. price for you. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it's free. That free gift that you mentioned in there, it's free for me at no price. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, but this is the thing. He gave everything he for gave me to have yes. this gift. Amen. Yeah. That's powerful. And man, what I what I hear you say too is like once we are growing into back to our to our original supernatural mm-hmm. nature. Our weapons are no longer of this world. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. And, and, I, and I know that the Holy Spirit right now is going to just stir something up so mm-hmm. powerful because your wisdom, your knowledge is mm-hmm. going to be poured out right now. Mm-hmm. Because I want to share what scripture says. And I have a follow-up question. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 5. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Mm-hmm. But what happens, brother? When we are spiritually dull, mm. what happens right there, Maurice? Well, I believe that um, I was sharing on this. I was giving a message this last Friday to mm-hmm. the young adults um, at my church. Shout out to the Wayward Outreach, <laughs> my lead senior pastor, Pastor Marco Garcia, mm-hmm. here in San Bernardino, California. I um, I shared a word, and it was on endurance, and mm. I was speaking about endurance and and the the portion about sport, spiritual uh, dullness is just being ineffective. Mm-hmm. Right. And not being able to be utilized to your full potential. Wow. And so we're ineffective. It, it, it's like when you get saved and, and you receive Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is you don't get discipled. It's like that mm-hmm. could be controversial because it's kind of like, well, maybe you were you even ever saved. But the truth is, is our salvation comes from this grace, this free gift yeah. Yeah. that this work that Christ put in that God gave to us. Right. And our faith in it. Right. We're mm-hmm. saved by grace through yes. faith. Right. Yes. So we receive this. But the transformation from going from darkness to light, from the old things pass away and all things become new from that manifestation. Mm-hmm. We don't always see it because we're not always discipled. We don't mm-hmm. submit to this discipleship mm-hmm. process. So when it comes down to spiritual dullness, it's really a lack of discipleship, yeah, mm-hmm. a lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. And the word of God is instructing us. This is a, a warfare scripture. This is a commandment. Out of mm-hmm. Every word from Genesis to Revelation is commandment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is promise. This is truth, right? The place in which truth starts. Yeah. So when God is telling us, hey, the weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal. He's saying, listen, listen, you have weapons and you are in a war. Mm-hmm. You have weapons and you are in a war. Just be understanding of this and be clear. You have weapons, but the weapons of your warfare They're not carnal. They're not man-made. They're Mm. not of your capability. They're not of your capability. So be clear. You have a capability. And if you fight in this war that you're in, according to this capability, Mm. you're off. Mm. Because he's saying the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. Right? He says, but they're mighty in God for this reason. Mm -hmm. Mighty in God. So we're talking about God is spirit. God is not a man. Mm -hmm. Right? He says they're mighty in God for the, and who, what is, well, let's just slow down, Maurice. Because who is God? God is the word. Mm-hmm. In the beginning Amen. was the word, the word was with God, and the word is God, John yeah. 1, 1, mm-hmm. right? And in John 6, 63, it says that the, the, the flesh profits nothing. It says, it says the, the spirit gives life. The, mm-hmm. Jesus, This is Jesus speaking. He says, the word that I speak is spirit and life, mm-hmm. right? So the mm-hmm. word of God, it also says in 1 John 4, 8 and 16, I love this combination. And when I speak, this is just how my mind is backing up the authority of mm-hmm. in which I speak from mm-hmm. that I know that I won't fail. Even if I, as a man, fault, this word will not change. Mm-hmm. He's saying that God is love, mm-hmm. right? But not only is God love that we hear about, God is his word. Mm-hmm. And his word is spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, and it gives life in its, in its spirit. This is the thing. He says that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're not man-made. But mighty in God, which is spirit. Mighty in the word. Wow. Right? Mighty in the word for what reason, though? For the pulling 
down yeah. of the strongholds. The yeah. stronghold, I looked this up one time and it's in a, a fascinating definition that I haven't really heard too much of individuals speak on. Mm -hmm. This translation of stronghold, I ran across stated that a stronghold is, have you ever, you guys know what a resort, a resort is, right? Mm -hmm. A place where you parlay, you hang out, yeah. you chill, go on vacation at. Mm -hmm. It referred to a stronghold as a resort a place where the enemy can parlay, hang mm. out, and have opportunity to have freedom mm. and dwell in your emotions, mm. in your decision-making, in your thought process, mm. in yeah. your soul realm, right? So he says that your weapons are mighty in God, in the spirit, for this cause, for this reason, mm. this reason to pull down those strongholds. Mm. Yeah. The stronghold is developed by believing on something that's a lie. You can have a good stronghold. You can have a godly stronghold. God got a stronghold in the Lord, but we mm -hmm. normally look at it in a negative connotation, mm -hmm. right? This I want God parlaying in my thoughts and my emotions, and I want I want Holy Spirit leading and directing that. But when it comes to the enemy and the war that we're in, God is saying it's meant for us to pull it down. And when we're dull, spiritual dull, what happens is we become that way because we're not constantly subjecting ourselves in obedience to Christ mm -hmm. and operating according to that scripture. Not placing every thought that exalts itself against the wisdom and knowledge of God into the obedience of Christ. Mm -hmm. He says that we're supposed to, we're, the weapons are meant to pull down the strongholds. And, and, and then he begins to talk about those strongholds. Every thought, every wisdom, knowledge, anything that exalts itself against the wisdom and knowledge of God, mm -hmm. that we are to pull that thing and subject it into the obedience of Christ. Wow. Right? Back to what is that? The word of God. The word of if God. your thoughts and your feelings don't line up with the word of God, mm -hmm. you, we put everything through the filter. And if we don't do that, we do become dull. Yeah. And when we're dull, it's not going to be natural for us to fight back mm -hmm. when we're in this battle. We begin to not, we won't fight and we won't resist. And then the enemy, we give the enemy ground. And then this is where it goes back to what we were talking a little bit about earlier is as believers, um, it's very frustrating and unfulfilling to be a Christian that doesn't know who we are or the weapons of our warfare mm. because all we experience is defeat, which is the opposite of what's pastor wow. talking about. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's yeah. the opposite it, of the, the, the prosperity and, 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 and yeah. the goals and the restoration and the reconciliation mm -hmm. and the freedom and forgiveness. We don't experience that because we are not fighting. We either not being discipled, so we don't know how to. We're not spending yeah. time in the yeah. word and, and sharpening and then utilizing it yeah. Wow, and yeah. speaking it. the word. Yeah. And, yeah. and we become dull in that sense. Ooh. And then we become ineffective, not yeah. because of anything that God did or even of our own work, but just because we're not utilizing the mm -hmm. tools that God gave us. Because what happens is, is when we delight ourselves in the Lord, right? He gives us the desires of our heart. He begins mm -hmm. to line and fashion our hearts and our desires after his will. Yeah. So when an issue comes up, our, my motive and my decision making is going to line up with God's will. Yeah. I've been delighting myself. I've been partaking in his word. So I'm going to uh, effectively address my thoughts mm -hmm. and my emotions, the circumstances. I'm going to line that up with the word. And if it doesn't line up, then I tear it down. I cancel it out. Wow, that is powerful. Yeah. And look at how the Holy yeah. Spirit is moving right now. Amen. The second part of the scripture that I shared in the beginning, the second part, and I'm just mind blown and overwhelmed by the goodness of the yeah. Holy Spirit right now, bro. Everything that you just explained, look at it with the word of God. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, we take it captive, yeah. bring it down, right. like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every thought, we, we, we take captive every thought to make it obedient mm. to Christ, right. to the word of God. Exactly right. what you're sharing, bro, right. Yeah. Right. in different contexts, but right. it's like right. pertaining and it's in the line with the word of God. Mm -hmm. Where you're saying, hey, everything that is not about any thought, if even if we need disciple, you know what a disciple does? He he if those thoughts that that if if you think that you're hearing like negative voices, mm -hmm. I think a disciple will tell you who's telling you that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. What yeah. voice told right. you that? Right. Who is that? Shedding light to the enemy. Yeah. Right. But those are lies. Come on now. Because they see it in the spiritual yeah. realm. Mm -hmm. But what do they do? They take that thought, mm -hmm. they they bring it down, like you said. They take mm -hmm. it captive and they make it obedient yeah. to the word of God. Because a, disi yeah. a disciple is always going to point you back to God Amen. all the time. Yes, come on. A disciple is always going to bring you to the word of mm -hmm. God. And man, that is part. What do you think, babe? No, I agree that the disciple is going to, to put you in alignment mm. with what the word says. Yes. yes. And that is very powerful to be able to see and witness 
what you've shared yeah. because we always have to align ourselves to to the word and to the spirit mm -hmm. to what god is revealing to us and yeah. if it doesn't come into alignment then we let it go amen, amen. so i agree yeah. with that yeah. too do you think it's important maurice to have for example um like a young couple like for example me and myself mm -hmm. we we chose well we prayed for disciples yes. um and and the holy spirit guided us to 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 ask a, a certain couple mm -hmm. and they ended up being uh, elders in the church nice but I, what I want to, you know, just to add value to the listeners and maybe give them some wisdom on this. Does it make a difference if if we would have submitted to to another couple that is our age mm -hmm. or even younger? Or is it always important to submit to an elder? Mm, very good question. And 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 as we're giving value, there's something that drops in my spirit that I'm, I would like to share along with the answer to that question on yeah. discipleship is we were just talking in that scripture. And I and I don't want to give the listeners this um scripture preaching base explanation of the word that says great and can tickle the ears and even say like oh that sounds great and that makes sense but i just want to give a quick practical way in which that we yeah. we, we exercise the gift that god has given us mm -hmm. the weapon that we have to pull down strongholds mm -hmm. and address those things that exalts itself against the wisdom yeah. and knowledge of god and mm -hmm. so what that would look like is practically I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know where that's at, but sometimes we still find it, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't. You, sometimes you don't know what it is. Sometimes you do. Sometimes people we're dealing with anger. Sometimes we're we're offended, right? Sometimes we're we're insecure. There's different things that come, right? Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes you just don't know. It's just not right. Mm -hmm. But what we are called to do is first identify with that, mm -hmm. and we speak to those spirits. We speak to mm -hmm. those attitudes. Yes. We speak to those emotions. So I'm, I'm feeling, I'm upset. I'm, I'm, I'm angry right now. Anger in the name of Jesus. You have no permission or authority to lead or guide me. Mm. I cancel out any operation of myself yeah. from moving off of this anger. Wow. Doubt, yeah. fear. Yeah. I cancel you out. I pull you down. Mm. Uh, 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 um, uh, one of the big ones when we're talking about with people with doubt and fear that comes, right? What we're doing is we're addressing those yeah. as a person. See, mm. see, a lot of us don't realize that demons are, 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 they are demonic spirits, mm -hmm. and, but the people, and I didn't know this. I had to learn I'm a spirit. Mm. Yeah. We yeah. are spirit, yeah. but we don't understand or identify that because we're in these bodies and that's all mm. we know is this body. Wow, but yeah. we are, we are a spirit. Not yeah. I have a spirit. We are spirit. spirit yeah. And so this is the thing. When we're talking about demons, we're talking about personalities. Mm. These are spirits. And so we need to address these personalities that don't line up with the word of God, yeah. wow. that don't line up with our true identity. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm angry, it's not, I am not angry, mm -hmm. right? I am a man of God, full mm -hmm. of peace, full of yeah. joy, full <laughs> of good. hope. I lack no good thing pertaining yeah. to life mm -hmm. and godliness. So when, when I'm feeling a certain way, I need to decide, right? Mm -hmm. Or what about when you fall? And you fell in the lust. You fell in the pride. You fell in this. Now this is the thing you yeah. do. You address that mm -hmm. and you renounce it. Yes, you confess. My sins is forgiven as far as the east is to the west. Yeah. But what I'm doing is, is I'm addressing those areas because I'm in a battle. I'm in a mm -hmm. spiritual battle, not in a physical battle. Mm -hmm. So yes. uh, disagreement. Right now, I bind you up and I cast you down yeah. in Jesus' name. But Amen. now I canceled that out. But now what I'm doing is, as I declare agreement, I am unified. I'm on one accord. Yeah. We don't do one without the other. Yeah. Oh, I got a headache. I'm right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just got a headache. I speak to this headache. I speak to this pain. Come I on, cancel bro. out this headache. Yes. I cancel out any pain or aches in my body. And I command you to leave. And I thank you for peace right now. Yeah. I thank you for comfort right now. Yeah. We don't do one without awesome. the other. It's like yeah. offense and defense, yeah. Yeah. right? We go on the defense. Hold up. Wait a second. I'm going to defend. Yeah. I'm going to hold my position yeah. and I'm going to push back against the enemy. I'm going to resist the enemy but i'm also going to submit to god yes. right yes. and that's what Come makes on, him flee bro. so when i submit yeah. to him it's me declaring god's word Amen. so when we're fighting in warfare we're practically getting up we're up, the word of god says in roman 10 17 that faith we're talking about faith yeah. that you it, the bible says we're not even saved without faith mm -hmm. the bible tells us god tells us that we can't move mountains without faith. Mm -hmm. Come on, but with bro. faith, with a mustard seed See, of faith, yeah. we can move mountains. Amen. And we are saved and we go from death to life. So this faith that is super important says that faith come by hearing mm -hmm. and hearing of the word, word of God. God. When Amen. hearing on Sunday at church, no, 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 not just that. 
What about hearing out your own mouth, Maurice? Wow. Faith come by hearing. You need to speak yes. the word out your mouth yeah. and build Get your that. faith up. Come on, bro. Not just what you hear somebody else speaking. Mm -hmm. You speak it. And as you declare that greater is he that is in you, when you're feeling like, I can't, man, I just can't do this. It's mm -hmm. just, no, I can do all things. Amen. Matter of fact, that I can't spirit, that I can't idea, that I can't circumstance, those I can't voices of the people around yeah. me, I cancel in Jesus' Amen. name. I'm pulling down that. Amen. If That's I don't pull powerful. it down, it becomes comes a stronghold yeah. and now the place of the enemy he gets to parlay and hang out in my emotions so yeah. every time i need to make a decision or i'm thinking or my emotions now they're dictated and manipulated by the enemy, by the enemy. Yeah. so i just want to give that practical one of my gifts in in one of my passions is to equip the body of christ mm, to on, equip leaders to know how to fight and be free yeah. be free Amen. and it's not something we're fighting for we're fighting from, from. we're not yes. fighting for victory yeah from we victory Amen. so when it comes to the discipleship thing i believe that age has nothing to do okay. nor does position have anything to do mm, on, with bro. it we give honor where honors do we honor our elders period i was mm -hmm. raised that way yeah. I, I honor an elder. He could be, you know, um, identified as a, a crackhead on the street. Mm -hmm. He's an elder. I'm a respecting. Yeah. Now I'm a, I'm a be as gentle as a dove, as wise as a serpent. I'm not going to be a fool about mm -hmm. my interactions with this individual, but just automatically for me as an adult mm -hmm. older than me, I respect yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm going to submit to you as my discipleship leader, mm -hmm. yeah. as my mentor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So age doesn't necessarily have a barrier although we know that there's wisdom and knowledge but i also know yeah. some individuals that are still 67 years old gangbanging and selling drugs and so so the age thing and then the title thing because mm. the title like when when i see christ face to face he's not gonna say pastor maurice good yeah. job mm. like he's not that's not yeah. gonna, i don't see anywhere in the scriptures that he's gonna declare that over me right but this is the thing and, and we give honor where honors due. And so we respect the elders. And of course, we want to be under leadership. We're mm -hmm. going to be under somebody. I want to be under leadership, yeah. right? But because we're speaking to a vast majority of individuals, I'm speaking to the person that just got saved this year, mm -hmm. that just got saved three months. So are you supposed to wait to be saved for three years before you start making disciples? No. No. What you do as a disciple, we are being first. It's two questions that every disciple should be asking themselves for the rest of our lives is number one, who's discipling me? And number two, who am I discipling? So when I receive and I sub, I receive um, this, this identity of who I am in Christ and I say, I'm going to submit to discipleship yeah. because this is who I am, not just what I do. Mm -hmm. When you have somebody that you're, you're looking for to choose, of course, it has to be somebody you respect, mm -hmm. somebody you look up to, somebody you honor. It yeah. should be a leader. It should be somebody that's on a higher level than you, mm -hmm. somebody that you honor. But we don't want to quantify their level of leadership by a title mm -hmm. because we don't know what their lifestyle may truly represent. We yeah. don't understand. We may trust if they show that, they uphold that. Um, yeah. Praise God. We submit yeah. to that and we let God lead us in that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not going to be just the age because sometimes there are people. I find myself now as a young man, 35, I'll be 36 next month. Um, God had to work on me. I go back, uh, we'll say this would be six years ago. Um, really the first, I, I stepped into a role in our discipleship ministry where I begin to oversee individuals in a very um, uh, accountable way that mm. were older than me, mm. that wow. were saved longer than I've even been alive. Come on, bro. And I was insecure inside of me, mm. but God dealt with me and, and built me up because he sent mm. me leaders that were, although they were older, although they were even saved longer, they submitted to me wow. and they yeah. blessed me by that. And God taught me. And now I know how to lead those because guess what? God has put me in a spiritual position of authority over individuals who have titles. Mm -hmm. I have pastors who come and submit to my leadership. I have mm -hmm. individuals who have titles, who have age, who have all those things. But the spiritual side mm -hmm. of, of um, the authority and the position and the rank that God, that I'm in, that I'm submitted to is what gives me the position to be able to pour and lead. Wow. And so it, it's that, that that narrow road where if I'm saying, hey, for one, I'm as a as a as a believer, I need to be disciples. So I need to find somebody who's willing to commit to disciple me, to pour mm -hmm. into me, meet with me once a month, be available. I mean, once a week. I don't mm -hmm. do once a month. I do weekly meetups mm -hmm. with my disciples. Right. Mm -hmm. I would say nothing less than biweekly. That's just my opinion. Right. Well, we, yeah. you know, they. If you want to go biblical, let's keep it acts in this place. They met daily, mm -hmm. so yeah. you should be checking in daily. Mm -hmm. But I want to say this about discipleship is to be a disciple is not just to be taught by another individual. It's saying that I'm, I am committed to submitting to your leadership 
to be led by you, but I'm also committed to being transparent and open with you mm. about where I'm truly at yeah. so that you can bring correction. Mm -hmm. Come on. We, yeah. we, we, be, we're, we're not, I'm not called to chase you down. I'm, I'm not called to, 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 um, just like, I got to receive all the revelation from God about where you're really at. No, no. this is a two way relationship. Mm -hmm. Tell me where you at, share with me. So as a disciple, you're also committing to being honest and transparent with yeah. your leader so that they can lead you mm -hmm. yeah. and they can support you. So um, I hope that answers your no, question. Yeah. yeah. And then unless we, we are vulnerable, then we really are not opening our, our 100%. heart because mm -hmm. I, it was powerful. You shared about the spiritual realm where you're not, you're not calling out the person, mm -hmm. you're calling out the demonic spirit yeah. mm -hmm. that is holding them down. Right. That reminds yeah. me of uh, 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 a therapist one time told, a Christian therapist, mm -hmm. he was, he's almost like discipling someone. He showed up and mm -hmm. he told them, he told them, I'm going to scare the hell out of you. Mm. Wow. <laughs> he's like, what's your name? Yeah. He was calling out a spirit, bro. Yeah. Right there. He was calling it. And that mm -hmm. other person, like he didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. But he was calling out the spirit, right? You know, and I. But it's 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 powerful what you shared. Uh, we're running kind of short on time right now. I know, yeah. but for the listeners, I told you guys he's a powerful <laughs> man of God. Come yes. on, and I know there is way more that you could you could share. And I'll tell you guys what we're gonna put in the description. Um, Maurice's uh, in, uh, Instagram information, his email. If you guys want to reach out to him, go, go go ahead and do that. I'm yeah. pretty sure he he would love to be of service and add value to you guys. Um, we have one question that that I want to ask you, Maurice. What is more of like giving you an opportunity to to share a meaningful message mm -hmm. to to your kids, mm -hmm. even to the kids yet to be born? Mm -hmm. If if you could just pour out your hearts to them or give them a message that you would want them to keep in their heart forever. Okay, so you guys have heard. A little bit about what I came from and the identity identity crisis that I suffered from that led to, you know, the bondage and and the the incarceration and um, just all of the the darkness that I was in. You heard that God set me free and it came through discipleship, me mm -hmm. submitting mm -hmm. to the Word of God and He He made me new. I was saved in prison, mm -hmm. right? And I paroled and and when I paroled, I didn't change that. I continued. I continued in my submission and got plugged into my local church, submitted to discipleship. I have leaders in my life. I'm accountable. Mm -hmm. You know, I met my wife in the church. Wow. Um, I've been married six years now. Um, mm -hmm. We'll be celebrating six years this July 23rd. Um, mm -hmm. Before that, I had a child before my wife and she also. So when we got together, went from a single parent, right? Single father, single mother, right? To a family of four right away. Mm -hmm. Our daughters were mm -hmm. uh, uh, three and four. They were a year apart from each other. And um, what ended up happening was, is we ended up having uh, two more children. So, you know, back to back, you know, and, and so I ended up graduating college and I'm just sharing all of these things that God brought me to first generation college graduate, mm -hmm. right? These are things that I've never had an example of a father. My biological father is still in prison to this day and not because mm -hmm. he had a life sentence, but he spent his life in the streets. So he would go get out and go back, get out and go back. And he spent that life. And that generational curse was passed down to me, but mm -hmm. also broken by Amen. me mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And, and so God, through my submission, through discipleship and just continuing to be a student, yeah. um, God made everything new. He brought me mm -hmm. to a place where I could be a father, mm -hmm. where I was not a father. I didn't have an example of a father. I can be a husband where I don't have any examples of a husband. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am now a college graduate, went and got a couple mm -hmm. degrees, right? Had a wonderful opportunity to, to partner up with a, um, one of the nation's largest um, organizations serving those incarcerated with prison yeah. fellowship, yeah. serving as a field director, um, covering Southern California state and federal institutions, wow. um, bringing in rehabilitation programs, just mm -hmm. really being able to be a light in the same place that I was once bound and broken mm -hmm. in. God sent me back into that place. Amen. And yes. he utilized all of what I went through to shine light bright into Amen. all those places. And so one of the things that I would really speak to this this generation to come and, and those who maybe are not even um, thought of by their parents, but most definitely thought of by God, I, I would let you know, first and foremost, I need you to really understand this. And, and you may not fully comprehend it now, but the first thing you must realize is that God, he really does love you. He wants to be with you. Amen. He wants you to hear him. And he's not looking for you 
to do anything significant in order to achieve those things. He's not looking for you to be a perfect straight A student. He's not looking for you to be this person that's without fault or without an issue or without struggle. He wants you to hear him. He's not looking for you to do or make any type of work that involves his love being poured out in your life. Now, although the things that we do will either open up the gates of heaven to flood into our life or, or hinder them, just know that God is not looking for you to be perfect or to, to be in suit and tie or to be raised in a certain family or have a certain job. He's not looking for that for you to do in order for you to hear his voice, in order for you to receive the peace and the joy and the fullness that comes in him. In order for you to walk in purpose, he does not desire for you to do anything of those works in order to have that. You need to know that he loves you right where you're at. And let that be the first understanding that you receive as you pursue him. And because you're accepted no matter what, let that be what encourages you to begin to search out the word of God to get to understand who he really is. And I promise you, what transformed my life is as I got to know who God is, as I got to understand who Christ is, I begin to understand who I am. And that brought transformation to my life. And as you get to understand who you are, then you live your life out in fulfillment, whether you're working in, in, in a tech industry, whether you're going to college, entrepreneur, working at McDonald's, trash truck delivery, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You will live a fulfilled and purpose-filled life knowing who you are and operating from that place of freedom that you have in Christ. Know that he loves you. Know that he's for you. No matter what happens, no matter what happens, remember though, there's a real devil also. So the hurt and the pain, he's not to be blamed for. It's to be understood that there is a plan of the enemy to destroy us as well. And why did he allow and why did these things? Let's first start with just giving him permission to reveal himself to us. Because mm -hmm. if we have all these barriers and all these barriers to entry and God, why did you allow this? And if you're real, why would you allow that? And, and so what I'm saying is, is God, I'm not willing for you to reveal yourself. We have to first by faith say, God, I'm willing for a person to receive salvation for you to, to receive Christ. You're not saying you're going to be perfect, but you're saying I'm willing to give you permission, God, to show me who you are. Mm. Would you do that? Would you give God permission to show himself to you? And you could do that simply by opening your mouth and giving him permission. You must give him permission. You will not be able to receive what you don't believe in. And that's what I would really encourage you to do is first give him permission and he will do everything else that you can't do. Amen. Wow, Maurice, my brother. Amen. That was beautiful, brother. Yeah. That was beautiful, bro. And I know that it's not only going to impact this generation, but generations to come. That is Amen. the leg. You're a legacy, man, bro. Yes. You are establishing the Lord's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, bro. Hallelujah. It is so beautiful what you are doing. And, and just to see like the spiritual wisdom, yeah. the knowledge that he, he just allows to overflow and just pour out through yeah. you, bro. It's so awesome, man. And we have, we do have one final question yeah. that we yeah. ask all of our guests. Okay. And it's a question found in the Bible. Okay. It's Matthew 16, 13. And it says that when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Some said John the Baptist, others said Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But then he said, what about you? Who do you say I am? So I feel like Jesus made it personal. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that's what the world says about me. But what about you? Who do you say I am? Mm -hmm. And in the same way, we want to ask you, who do you say Jesus Christ is personally to you? Hmm. Jesus, who he is to me personally, he's my everything. And when I say everything, he's my hope. He's my joy. He's my purpose. He's my healer. He's my rock. He's my foundation. He's my anchor. When the storms wave, when my, when my body's aching, when my mind's thinking crazy, he is my prince of peace. He is my everything. I lack nothing in him. And he's already supplied all my needs. 
He is the supplier of all my needs, not some, not hopefully, not. He's already done it. And for that, I get to live my life now in this place as if it's already done. And I think that's the greatest faith. Mm. The greatest faith is not me serving you, God, because you gave me this income that I wanted or you restored this relationship as I want it, when I want it, but me loving and submitting to God regardless mm. and allowing that to manifest in his timing mm. and in his will. But in the meantime, giving him permission to be God, whether it happens how I want it or not. Come yeah. on. And bro. because That's he's my good. everything, I get to live as though I'm already in heaven, mm -hmm. seated with him on the right hand yeah. of the throne of grace and truth. Come on, I get bro. to live now. Yes. What, are you perfect? Yeah, I'm perfect in Christ. In Christ. Yes. I haven't forgot who I am outside mm -hmm. of him, but, but in him, I have everything. He is my everything. That is so beautiful. Yes. And with that, we want to give the listeners some opportunity to receive Christ in their heart mm -hmm. if they haven't done so yet. Okay. And the reason we, we want to be intentional and add value to all the listeners, mm -hmm. and I want you guys to know that we could only lead you with declaring it and confessing it with your mouth, like the Bible says. But the Bible also says that you have to believe it in your heart for yourself. So the way this comes into alignment is that Michelle could lead you mm -hmm. by confessing it with your mouth. And the way you're going to believe it in your heart is if you say, you know what? I believe that if God did it for Maurice, God could do it for me too. And that is where you are believing it at a personal level in your heart. Amen. Go ahead, Michelle. Yes. So in Romans 10, 9, 10, it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So repeat um, this prayer. Allow me to guide you. Um, Lord Jesus, I declare with my mouth that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead and you live forevermore. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart and make you my Lord and Savior. I declare victory in Jesus' name. Amen. That is so awesome. Maurice, we want to ask yes. you if you could please close out the podcast with a prayer. We always like to be intentional with prayer, just like in church when people come up to mm -hmm. the altar and they say, how can, how can we pray for you? Because we want to come in agreement. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that we're two or more are united. There is mm -hmm. power in that. So we, we want to pray for, for everyone that's listening and that is, going, that is just going back to those cycles, brother, where maybe, maybe someone is listening that just got out of jail. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe if you could just pray over that person, mm -hmm. please. Amen. Father, I just want to thank you. Thank you for what we have in you. We have every single thing that we need. And I want to thank you for the authority that we have in you, not by my might or our power at all or our good deeds at all, but by your spirit, Lord. Right now, we speak to every lie. We speak to every demonic agreement that is placed over the lives of my brothers and sisters that are listening to this podcast to the family members that are connected to them and we declare those works of darkness powerless in jesus name we tear down strongholds we tear down doubt we tear down worry we tear down fear we tear down the manipulation and the religious spirits that would try to pervert them moving forward in faith and right now i declare a release of boldness a release of confidence i declare a release of your favor lord that would give them opportunity to receive from you, Father God, and, and, and even have favor in this earth, Father God, where they would understand that it is your hand of joy being released upon them, yes, your Lord. hand of peace being released upon them, your hand of confidence being released upon them. I declare it so now. I thank you yes. for new beginnings, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for your truth, Lord. Your truth is what sets us free. I thank you for new beginnings. I declare it new beginnings over your thoughts. I declare it new beginnings over your conversation. I declare new beginnings even in your emotions new beginnings in your relationships i declare new and fresh strength i declare that the joy of the lord which is your strength may it be poured out freshly upon you now 
I thank you for hope because hope doesn't disappoint. Father, you said you poured out your spirit, Father God, and you've given us your love by your spirit, Lord. So for the family members who are who are believing in restoration for those who are incarcerated, for those who are incarcerated, I declare hope distributed now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Hope that doesn't disappoint. I declare a turnaround in the families of those who are incarcerated. I declare a change. Uh, uh, the chains and the burdens of their hearts that have been hardened through crime and incarceration, I declare the heart softened now. The yes. families released now. Released to love. Released to trust. Released to give again. Released to, to give opportunity for them to have an opportunity to, to be loved yes. again. And I declare that all the bondage, all the doubt, all, all the condemnation, all of the regret and the shame that has been bottled up on those who are incarcerated, I declare those things destroyed as well. I yes. declare release of new beginnings in the mighty name, the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare it so. Amen and amen. 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 Man, what a powerful prayer, brother. Yes. We want to encourage everyone to share this podcast with someone that you know that needs to hear this powerful word and that's going to, to add value to them. We want to ask you guys too, to also subscribe and leave us a comment. We would love to hear you guys' feedback. Yeah. Um, we love yeah. you guys. God bless you.